0: This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. At the end of this podcast, I'll tell you where you can find me. I want to get right to it. With my five top reasons I have not had the COVID shot. I'm starting to call it the death shot now, but it's obviously not a vaccine. Number one, it was rushed to market. Everybody knows that vaccines take many years to bring to market. A lot of people say six to eight years on average, requiring extensive testing. Now, I've benefited from many of these vaccines over the course of my life. I've had many shots for many things and I've been very healthy and I'm not anti-vaccine. But in the case of this shot, we are the lab rats and we are now seeing the tragic results. Every time you turn around there's somebody else who died suddenly, somebody young, somebody healthy, sudden heart attack here, stroke there, major problems there, it's just nuts. So if you care to actually look, you can see these stories in the news every day. So number one, I feel it was rushed to market. Number two, I had COVID. I had COVID in June of 2020. Now, until 2020, developing immunity after you'd recovered from something was considered the norm. You know, it was accepted by medical experts the world over think of it this way. If people didn't recover from things and form some kind of immunity the next time it came around, human beings would not exist as a species. We would be gone. We would have all died out if we got the same thing every single time it came around, right? This was accepted until 2020. I had the flu, a really bad case of the flu, 15 years ago. Have not had it since. Don't get flu shots. And I have not had COVID since 2020. I'm sure I've been exposed to it Everybody has been the various uh, variants or whatever that have been coming out. I have not had any of it since 2020. So I've got some kind of immunity. Who knows how much? Haven't had my T cells counted or anything, but I'm feeling pretty darn good. And I'm also getting more rest than I was when I got COVID, which is why I got so sick. I was not taking care of myself as I should be. So I had COVID. There's no reason to get a shot. By the way, even if it were a vaccination, why would you get a vaccination to prevent something you already had? Like if I'd already had smallpox, would I get a vaccination for it? Mm. I had a smallpox vaccination when I was about 12 because I went over to England with my family. And at that time, it had not been eradicated. So I got the vaccine. I've still got the little thing on the side of my arm. But, you know, so if you'd had smallpox, would you race out and get a vaccine? No, you would not. Number three, everybody everywhere was pushing this shot, and there was no exception for people who were COVID recovered, pregnant, immune compromised, or anything else. I mean, one size fits all. Everybody can get this. Never in history has everybody been able to take whatever kind of medicine it is. You know, a lot of people can't take aspirin. My dad couldn't take penicillin. They gave absolutely no consideration to whether or not you'd already had COVID, whether you, uh, you know, had some other problems. I mean, the idea that you already had COVID and would get a vaccine right there would stop me. But one size fits all, everybody, everybody's pushing this, everyone, all the doctors and the hospitals and all the, the mainstream medical profession, they're all pushing this, everybody for everyone. Now they're pushing it on kids and babies even. It's outrageous. That's number three. Number four reason I did not get the COVID shot. Doctors and hospitals were not allowed to provide early treatment or any kind of treatment that violated the protocols put forth by the CDC. In other words, you could go to the hospital if you felt bad and they generally send you home or maybe send you some antibiotics or something, but nobody was giving you early treatment with ivermectin or anything like that, which by the way, has been on the market for over 60 years. FDA approved all over the world it's used and yet it's very effective. They never gave you that. Now, there are people who will say, and I'm not an expert on this, but I've read a lot on it and talked to experts and read many experts who say that 85% of the people who've died from COVID could have been saved had they had early intervention with something as cheap as a handful of pills, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. I'm not a doctor and I'm not an expert on those subjects or those uh, particular Uh, supplements or medicines, but many, many, many doctors are and have talked about this. But the CDC didn't allow hospitals to do that. They waited till you were almost dead. Then they put you on a ventilator and maybe you made it, maybe you didn't. And the hospitals got incentivized for getting you on a ventilator. Hospitals weren't incentivized to cure you. Hospitals weren't incentivized. Think of it this way. If everybody who came into a hospital with COVID walked in the door, had COVID and was sent home with a handful of pills that cured them, Imagine if hospitals were incentivized to do that. Imagine how many people wouldn't have died of COVID, right? Stunning, isn't it? Not only that, have you ever seen two doctors agree on anything? It used to be that you could go to a, a second dentist and get an opinion if one dentist wanted to do a whole bunch of work and the other dentist would say, "Ah, eh, we don't need to do all that, right?" That used to be the case. You can't get five doctors to sit around a table and all agree on anything and it used to be that they would all sit around tables sometimes and discuss, especially if it were a complicated case, what should we do? Doctors have never been known to agree on everything. All of a sudden they all agree on this, all of them? Yeah, the ones who work for big corporations do, right? I mean, since when can't doctors decide what's best for their patients? And I've talked to doctors who say, listen, things are prescribed off-label all the time. Think of it this way, when a drug is approved by the FDA, for one particular thing, then it's approved. Then you can use it for that one particular thing, but you can also use it for something else. If your doctor knows what that drug does and says, oh, this would be perfect for this situation, your doctor until 2020 had the right to do that. All of a sudden after 2020, oh no, you can't prescribe anything like that because uh, you know it's, it's off label. Just to give you a little hint here, an idea, The drugs they use for puberty blocking in teenagers are not approved for that either. The main one, Lupron, was approved for prostate cancer, not puberty blocking like they're using it. Have you seen any investigative stories about that one? Nope. And my number five reason for not getting the shot. Anyone who spoke out or asked questions, like me, like a lot of other people, was shamed, virtue signaled, canceled, silenced, fired, threatened, censored, however you wanna put it. Anybody who asked questions, Doctors with multiple letters behind their names. Doctors like Dr. Malone, Peter McCullough, Dr. Kelly Victory, who I've had on many times, Dr. Zelenko, who just recently passed away. All these doctors in there, many, many others. Dr. Simone Gold, many, many others with multiple letters. When they said something, they were silenced because they were talking out of turn. Not because they were saying anything that was medically incorrect because they weren't buying the company line. They weren't carrying the company water. And remember that all of these cable news channels are all run by big pharma. When you look at all the advertising on the station, what does it all come from? Big pharma. So you don't have anybody with an objective opinion on cable or on the mainstream news sources or on the nightly news or whatever. They're all sponsored by pharma. They're terrified. They're not gonna say a word. And why are they so worried about questions? If you've got a good answer, you don't mind a question. But all of a sudden, nobody could even ask a question. When someone can't ask a question and blind obedience is required, my nose starts twitching. And it should be the same for you. You'll notice that I have not mentioned Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, Anthony Fauci, who the president was or is, Rochelle Walensky, population control, QAnon, microchips, or anything else. I don't even have to go there. Is there some validity in some of those conspiracy theories? Probably so, but I don't even go, I don't have to go there because my reasons are based on science and based on what we considered settled medicine until 2020 and the fact that everybody's colluding to try to get me to take this shot. And I'll tell you what, as the days go by, and as more and more people are getting sick, dying, collapsing, drowning all of a sudden in pools or almost drowning or all these crazy things that are happening, just do yourself a favor, Google died suddenly. Just Google that phrase, died suddenly. It's frankly a little shocking. Just do your own research. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just telling you to always think for yourself and ask questions. Now, you can find me on live radio on Sunday nights, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time. That's 5 to 7 Pacific time if you're somebody who's a listener of mine in Las Vegas for many years, and I was on the air there for 24 years. You can also check me out at heidiharris.com. I do blog posts, I do podcasts like this, I do videos that I put up on YouTube and also on Rumble, but just look for him at HeidiHarris.com. It's easier than finding him at some of these other places sometimes. All right, until we meet again, like I said, please think for yourself. I'm begging you. And don't forget, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony (laughs) Scottwell.